Hello and welcome to the all-new Different Game Football Analytics Podcast. I'm Paul Riley at Football Fact Man on Twitter and as usual I'm joined by Richie Shepherd at The Ginger Piglet. How you doing Paul? All set for Christmas? Yes, you. <laughs> no one to buy for. <laughs> you bought for my kids so that's, that's well, done yeah. and dusted, that's already sorted. So the new show format is normally to talk about three subjects for ten minutes each but as it's Christmas we're doing something a little bit special. So, Richie, we're going to do a team of the season so far. Yes. You've picked yours, and I've picked mine. Yours is what going off what you've seen in terms of watching. Mine's mostly stats with a bit of watching that I've done as well. So we'll see if we can pick some players different to each other. And to help that, I've been limited to only being able to pick one player from any team. Sound good? It does now. <laughs> okay. Right, starting with goalkeepers. Who have you chosen? Uh, ben Foster. And why have you chosen Ben Foster? Oh, just every time I've seen Watford, he's made a, an absolutely world-class save. It's not always how you measure goalkeepers, but he's the one that's that's just stood out in terms of some of the saves he's made. It's very easy to pick someone like Ellison or Edison in terms of, you know, all-round contribution. Edison particularly with his passing as well. You know, Fabianski, if he was still playing, I'm sure he'd be putting up some, you know, some quality saves uh, as as he normally does. But just for the, the games I've seen, and it it largely, you know, my list will probably be a common theme around the teams that I've probably seen the most, and you do gravitate towards yeah. the players you've seen when you're doing these lists. And uh, yeah, Ben Foster's been the one, and I think a, a couple of games that might have been the Chelsea game, he made two two really good saves. I'm trying to fit the other game that I saw as well, but it might have been might have been when I was looking at some highlights and and also um, you know some of the footage for for, for our work. Um, he just just really impressed me. He, you know he, he's got that sort of ageless look about him as well. He doesn't look like an old man and uh, could easily pass for ten years younger than what he is. And a bowl accounts, he's got no interest in actually playing football. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, just um, it's his job and. You know, he does it and goes home and loves spending time with the family and that. It's almost like, you know, it, it's the only thing he's good at. <laughs> One of those. But, uh, Fair enough. But, uh, maybe, maybe his attitude has changed over, over time and, and that he's more relaxed with the game and that, that's why he can, um, he can you know, play at a, what appears to be a decent level. It's interesting you say that he's made some world leads. Do you know why that is, Richie? Because on average, he is facing the most difficult shots out of any keeper in the Premier League. So, yeah, when they get breached, they get breached. And, as you say, he's, when he's making saves, he's making good ones. These, when we do these sort of lists, though, uh, and, you know, it should all be taken with a handful of salt, it's invariably keepers... A handful to, or, or a pinch. A handful. Uh, <laughs> it's invariably a keeper that's faced a, you know, a really high amount of shots. It's rarely do you go for the guy who plays for one of the, you know, the, you know, the, the top teams... Probably the only recent ex- exceptions last couple of years probably go would be De Gea's season a couple of years ago. But I mean, last year I probably would have gone with Fabianz because he just seemed to, you know, keep West Ham in so many games. All right. So Foster's done okay. As you say, he's faced quite a lot of shots. Expected to concede 30 goals over 17 games, which is quite a lot. But he's actually only conceded the 30. So he's kind of bang average in terms of he's saving what he should be saving. But as I say, he faces a hell of a lot of. of big chances as well and they're probably the ones that you've seen him make the world list from have you seen who I've chosen yet go for it Dubravka from Newcastle you like this guy didn't you I do like this guy 
Um, I'm quite slightly hamstrung by the fact that I can only pick one player from any team. Um, so he's not quite the highest on 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 the stats. Schmeichel and Henderson are slightly above him, but he's coming up close to those guys. Expected to concede nearly 29 goals, but only conceded 23. On top of that, as we said the other week on the pod when we did a bit on goalkeepers, he's consistently been above average on these measures since his debut in the Premier League. So I went for him. Fair play. He has, he has made a difference in the games I've seen, um, or some of the games I've seen. It always seems to be like a, a decent save that always seems to be crucial. I don't know, last year I thought he made quite a few mistakes from memory, but you know I don't know how they're borne out in figures in terms of uh, you know mistakes. People kind of, we've talked about this before, people remember the mistakes probably more than the good stuff. I think there's loads of psychology studies on that kind of stuff. I think it just sticks out more when keepers do make a boo-boo. But in overall, for a keeper that is regularly tested as you are as a Newcastle goalkeeper, he is consistently very good. So I've chosen him. So when you talk about it, like, you know, if you had to pick a goalkeeper for your team, and I was playing about on a BBC site and picking your team of the decade, I probably would have gone with Courtois. No. <laughs> I just feel like, I feel, you know, he, he takes the pressure off the defence in terms of coming for crosses and the like. So what you see in terms of, you know, picking a team like this and what you'd probably like to see in your team or for your club could well be completely different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. You're wrong about Courtois, but yeah, I get the... The sentiment of what you're trying to say. Who made you the font of goalkeeper knowledge? Just, just damn. Okay, fair play. <laughs> right, should we move on to full-backs? Well, I, I think I should explain the formation first and why. Yes, um, good point. Because I don't, I don't know if we've got the same We formation. have, we've both gone 4-3-3. Three, three. Yeah, no, I wanted to go 4-4-3. Four, four, because <laughs> um, I'm sure you win more games with it. 4-3-3 three, three because I think the most dominant side this season definitely in terms of points but as a unit appear to be Liverpool and I think your system should reflect what appears to be the most successful system of the season Man City could argue that their performances have merited more points Liverpool have consistently found a way to get over the line and and that's why I've gone with the 4-3-3 and I think even recognition City have maybe changed up their formation uh, last couple of games as well more of a 4-2-3-1 than the the four, one, two, three, maybe it was before. Okay. Saying that then, who have you picked as a fullback then? Uh, first first fullback on the right hand side, Trent. Okay. And left side? Chilwell. Okay. So we've in this in this um in this formation it's it's all about the fullbacks walking into space that's gonna be given afforded them by the uh, the midfield to give the give the team width and I think these two are the best in the league. Slightly went Chiwell over Robertson. I think he's better, better dribbler of the ball. Okay, so we discussed Trent previously on the pod a couple of weeks ago. His passing numbers are kind of average on the model but that he's also extremely unique because he's doing stuff that no other fullback is doing. But when you start to look at his direct creativity he's third in expected assists which is the highest of any defender, which is not surprising, is it really? No, I mean, if not higher, you know, you expect him to be. Do you think he's a real talent? And if if someone played right back, you feel like could easily play right midfield. 
He's also part, statistically, of a ridiculously good defensive unit on expected goals against. We talked previously about the high press that Liverpool have last week, but they're only giving up low-quality chances that you'd normally associate with a low-block team that kind of sits and forces teams to shoot from distance. So even though he is super attacking, the unit doesn't really suffer all that much. Chilwell, he's not as far forward this year as he was last year on the numbers. Um, so his average passing is coming from about four yards further back this year than it was last year. Bows, that's kind of to do with Leicester sitting more deeply. Does that sound about right or appear right um, to your eyes? As you're, as you're saying that, I'm trying to think why, why that could be. Uh, yeah, I think Rogers makes them more of a counter-attack feel about them. And I think we've trying to get Madison on the ball at 10... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think. You know, if he if if he plays left, he vacates the space and he steps in. But if Madison plays central, it's all about getting him on the ball. Maybe previously, Chilwell was was the outlet in that in that yeah. in that in their team. Yeah, I mean he's he's slightly less on crosses and pinging it into the middle of the park these days than he was previously. Three assists for England. Not many. Uh, <laughs> not many players can say that in a game, let alone a left back. Yeah. Well, who's, so you've picked. Third in expected assists in Trent, and Chilwell is 22nd. Again, decent for a fullback. Passing's probably about average for a fullback in the league, which I think would probably surprise you. I think you'd probably rate him a bit higher than that. But you know, he I've has improved. His, I've been a fan of his for a while, and I know a few years ago you was probably uh, dead set against him. But mm. well, he's, he's definitely improved on his passing this year. But again, I think that's probably partly to do with the fact that he's not slinging it in every five minutes he's probably a bit more yep. patient fullbacks because of the restrictions I struggled on these ones to try and free up <laughs> bigger players elsewhere so <laughs> must be some, a Liverpool player in another position then. <laughs> there is a Liverpool player so if I was going on the numbers it would be Trent all day long but I've picked a Liverpool player somewhere else so I've gone for Ricardo Pereira who is on the right side as opposed to Chilwell's left side. He does better than Chilwell on the expected passing model that I have. You've probably seen more of him than I have. Does that surprise you? He's quite unassuming. You look at him, but he, he, he doesn't seem to give the ball away, which is always a good sign. Yeah, so which is why he probably... I know a lot of people, a lot of people you know, looking at him at fantasy football you know, from that angle, which, which tends to mean he's getting in touches in and around the box. That's interesting, that, because he's... he's quite way down he's only 50th in expected assists so he's not as attacking a fullback as Chilwell is on the other side but he's certainly as I say expected passes a lot better than Chilwell which kind of reflects what you're saying doesn't give the ball away but he's probably not trying as difficult balls as Chilwell is maybe and again Leicester a top three defensive unit in terms of expected goals so he gets the nod for that as well left hand side Johnny at Wolverhampton Wanderers. You seen much of him? Seen more, probably more of him last year. Yeah, um, me too. I thought he was really good last year, and I was, I was saying, "Oh, this this geezer must be an international." And then I was like, "Oh, he's in the Spain squads, right?" Okay, <laughs> didn't realise he was Spanish. Uh, you know, like one of them sort of thing. I've googled him. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, so at least my eyes were right then when you see him. But I thought, yeah, he's, he's got to be close to a call up or playing somewhere, thinking he may be a, a more obscure Eastern uh, Eastern European. Uh, team, but yeah, to get in the, in the Spanish team, you've probably got to be a decent footballer. Yeah, so he's another one that comes up one of the better fullbacks on expected passing. Again, Wolves are decent defensively, 
When I saw him last year, I think he was more of a roving, get-forward defender than he perhaps is this year. Probably a slightly more defensive role this year. I haven't seen much of Wolves. I don't know if they're if they're playing a free centre half still or not. So hard for me to comment on that. But yeah. this is uh, this is purely a numbers pick for me because I haven't watched Wolves properly all season yet. Um, so probably one that we'll come back to in the new year on the pod. But as I say, the numbers seem to suggest that he's not getting forward as much because he's way below a hundredth on expected assists. So he's not pepper in the box with anything as far as I can see you know very good on the passing and Wolves are a solid solid defensive unit so centre backs who have you gone for VVD I think is an absolute given for anyone and alongside him Johnny Evans the much maligned in the previous guys Johnny Evans I think he's a decent reader of the game Um, Virgil or Johnny uh, both um (laughs) Yeah, I think VVD, you don't need to say anything there. I mean, t- to be in the reckoning for Ballon d'Or or FIFA Player of the Year, whichever, whichever the awards have been up there, compared to Messi and Ronaldo, you know, straight away you've got to say, yeah. I mean, was, you know, defenders is never going to win it. So to be to be mentioned in the same conversation is, is shows you the type of influence people feel that he's had, and he obviously has. Yeah. Evans, I think he's a, he's a good reader of the game and organiser. I don't know how, how his metrics would look in terms of tackles and interceptions. I always see him on his feet. I don't know, maybe it's the long air, but is it Soyunku? Is that how you pronounce it? Alongside yeah. him seems more gung-ho. So, you know, one of them's got to stay on their feet. That's how just how it seems a little bit. So, you know, it's I, I, this was one of the tough positions for me. I didn't fancy any, any of the City defenders, didn't fancy any Liverpool. And I was just going through the teams and going, mm, no one really, really jumps out. And then went, okay, who's, who's been consistent and probably under the radar? You know, Sionki, you probably gone because he's got a couple of goals, but I went for Evans. Mm. Two great picks on the numbers, as far as I'm concerned. I think we could have probably chosen any defenders from either of Leicester or Liverpool for this team so far this year. So both Liverpool and Leicester, they're both really good in terms of not conceding many chances. I compared these two on the passing model, and there's nothing between them, which kind of surprises me. They're both very good on the model in terms of the pass completion that they're expected to get and the types of balls they're playing. I'd have kind of thought that maybe Virgil might be playing slightly harder passes, but they're not. They're both doing pretty much the same thing. I would have said the opposite. Virgil's just going to roll it to any advanced midfielder in front of him, but more likely to one of the uh, quality fullbacks either side. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't Doesn't need to try anything. (laughs) <laughs> you've got two great attacking players playing just left and right of him you know why not yeah they're also both of them are big threats at set pieces in the opposition box and Evans is one of the highest from set pieces this year so also a good attacking pick Richie the, the main difference is the, the, the systems that they're playing in obviously Liverpool are playing further up the field than Leicester are but apart from that they are quite neck and neck at the top of stat stuff that I looked at for centre-backs, Richie, so they're two pretty good picks, mate. Thank you. Given your constraints, who did you end up with? Yeah, so again, I've kind of taken the hit in defence, if you like. So the first one I chose was Dunk from Brighton. That's purely because of the improvement in his passing game. We Well, I talked about them vertically passing from the back but on the deck 
being very brave in possession from the back and he looks great on the expected passing model this year would you be able to compare his passing to last year i.e is he taking uh, attempting harder passes or was he under more pressure making his passes well he'd have probably been going longer more often but i'd have to have a proper look i haven't had a real look but just in terms of his his passes on the deck are certainly up them from what they were last year. But I, when on the social media, I'll have a proper look and I'll send something out for everyone to have a look at. Brighton are so-so-ish in defence. As I say, this is more about the style of play for me on this one. And he's yep. always a goal for it as well from set pieces. Yep. Big fella. So, yeah, I just, you know, someone who stood out maybe last season because Brighton defended quite a lot and he was adding everything away and stuff like that but this year he stands out for something different so I thought I'd I'd give him a pick there's a few players from Brighton that I wanted to stick in here but I went with him in the end okay second one Maguire now he's normally a donkey that I hate elaborate Um, (laughs) he's just he's just slow on the turn isn't he I think he's a cult figure that's ended up at one of the biggest clubs in the, in Europe. <laughs> you don't rate him then? No, nah, not, not particularly. No. He's, he's passing and that bringing out defence is overrated. He looks better than he is at that, the way he carries the ball. But I don't think he often does it at the opportune moments or picks the right pass. But because he's a huge guy, it looks more amazing than it actually is. But I think United's... You know, under under Solskjaer now, they're doing quite a low block on the numbers, as he would have been at Leicester, and it, it, that kind of play suits him. I think he should he be playing in a Liverpool or City team, he'd probably look absolutely awful. But I think because of the role he's playing, the numbers suit him as well. So yeah. his passing looks okay. United's defence is one of the best in the league, and you have to say that you know they're not. They haven't got the players in front of him that they were had in yesteryear, but they're still managing to look good in defence. Um, and he's, you know, he's decent in the air, both boxes. So he got the nod, mate. <laughs> are you booing that one, aren't you? No, oh, listen, it's what the numbers say. Given the constraints you've got, and you've managed to squeeze a United player into defence, and that's probably reflected in their their numbers. So yeah, yeah, it, it is purely a numbers pick I kind of if I was going to pick another United player I'd have probably picked Daniel James but in the end I squeezed him out of my midfield three which we should probably go on to now yeah yeah go on mate who did you choose then Um, you want the three of them or are they setting up or what just go for it tell me all about it indeed he'll be the the holder of the three and he'll be kind of like Liverpool but more moving into a Man City style Madison and KDB. I think indeed he's a really good defensive midfielder. As you know, I, 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 a couple of years ago I said I quite liked him. Still, I mean, he's not the best on the ball, but his job is to give it to Madison, KDB, or either of the two fullbacks, or go back to the centre half. That's all he's got to do. So if he's only got to play a 15 yard pass, we should be right. Yeah. Well, on the numbers, he's a bang, he's bang, bang, bang on the average of Premier League passing. And, you know, defensively, the numbers back him up in terms of both his on-ball stuff and the off-ball stuff. And the fact that Leicester don't concede much in terms of shots and stuff. So the numbers back it up. If that's the kind of player that you want, then that's a good statistical pick. Madison? 
big fan of his. I think he's got incredible confidence and ability. Very surprised he hasn't had more looking with the England setup. I don't think Southgate trusts his positional sense yet. Rogers has no qualms with playing him in different roles and, and tweaking formations probably to get the best out of him mm. and probably Vardy as well to that, that extent. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a starter come the Euros. What, considering he's not even had a, a go yet and you think he could be a starter? Yep. Instead of? I think the the midfield three can, are very interchangeable. I don't think well, maybe he does know his team, Southgate, but I, I think he's got a, a very fluid system in there that he can pick and take players in and out. You don't feel like it's like the old days, say it was Robson and Wilkins and one of them couldn't play and we, you feel like it's weaker. I don't think he's got that Southgate. I think this, this, this guy's got as much creative talent as any other in the squad. I'd have him all day over Harry Winks. Slightly different. I mean, Harry Winks is probably going to play a more withdrawn role do you think they're that comparable would you play him instead of Winks in a more withdrawn role well Winks played more advanced in the, the last game I can't remember who was away so the last game of the campaign was it Kosovo I don't know some no marks yeah it wasn't Denmark <laughs> and you know it seemed, seemed perfect That's that if he's going to play that seems perfect to Madison I think maybe he's looking at his options there as well changing the, uh, the style a little bit Southgate we'll see but I, I, I think he's a great player yeah, dangerous over free kicks. Yeah, he's got good delivery. I like him from what I've seen of him. I think his numbers are slightly worse this year though than they were last year for whatever reason. But again, I've not watched an awful lot of Leicester yet this season. But he's 36 unexpected goals, which is pretty good for a midfielder that gets played across the park. Twentieth in open play expected assists, which is probably slightly worse than he was last season. But he's always since he's been in the Prem, he's always been one of the best set-piece deliverers, as you say. Um, I was looking at his passing on the expected passing model, and it looks average until he gets into the final third, in which it suddenly comes from nowhere to being really quite good. I mean, mostly people are the other way around. Like, we're in the middle of the park, and they're giving it easy, and, you know, they tend to build up their numbers like that, but this guy doesn't seem to do that, which is I, interesting. I mean, that, that may sort of tie in with the, the criticism that, that Southgate's probably got not just his positional play but uh, he's always looking to, to go forward and create that, you know, that that pass he's always thinking of creating mm. and saying I learn over time is sometimes you know the best passers don't pass the ball it's not just about the delivery of the ball it's the timing of that pass we can all we can all hit that 60 yard diag or, or put it through you know between the fullback and the, the centre half with fade or curl to get it where you want to it's, it's the right time, you know. Madison probably guilty of playing passes when there's just one player in attack, and they might then be outnumbered, and that may not be, be a bit of right time for the pass. Yeah, I mean, it's, could be the case, but it's all, you know, he's got plenty of insurance behind him, and he's got leeway to do that. I mean, even if he does give it away because he's trying to hit Vardy or or whatever, it's it's not that dangerous. No, for Leicester, but for for, for England, he's very much about keeping possession. So. Yeah, he would be. That's why I think he might well be get get some game time, maybe even as a starter, because he is a, a little bit different from the other midfield options. I think with his passing now. Okay, Kevin De Bruyne. I don't think, think we really need anything, to... <laughs> anything need to be said. Just, um, I mean, the, the only problem with the Arsenal game was after forty five minutes, the game was done, yeah. and they just they just had a warm down for the last forty five. <laughs> You disappointed? You know, when, were you uh, helping? Well, yeah. When you're when you're on over seven and a half, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
or, or City to win both halves and over four and a half goals in the game, you know, you, you, you kind of are. You felt like, well, you know, get out of second gear, please come give me a run for a little bit. But they were just, you know, protecting themselves. And he does it against all, all different oppositions. He just, he's just brilliant. Yep. So I'm going to go for his numbers anyway. So he's top of expected assists, which surprises nobody. I mean, not only is he top of expected assists, but he's also smashing that by miles as well. I think he's on like five or six expected assists and he's got nine or so in open play so far. The, the thing about this guy as well, I've talked about it before, is like Trent Alexander-Arnold, he is playing such a different game in terms of his passing that he doesn't come up like anybody else at all. So on the expected passing models, he comes up as average, but this is because he's relentlessly trying passes that people in his position do not play. <laughs> <They come in. laughs> yeah. So there's that, and then he's... he's you know, expected goals is 26 in the charts, but you know he's smashing that as well. His goals we saw, well, we saw his finishing this weekend, didn't we? Yeah. Enough said. So they're your three, my three. Come on in, this would be good. <laughs> so I've gone for a midfield three of Kovacic, John Lundstrom at Sheffield United, and Jack Grealish. So again, statistical picks. Again, I was hamstrung by who I can pick, obviously. So Kovacic, he is now the guy who sees more of the ball in the Premier League than anybody else. That used to be Jorginho, but he's basically over usurped him in that role. Really high on the expected passing models. Not so creative now, he's dropped that bit deeper. But when I see him play, he seems to have a bit of grit about him. Um, I mean, Everton were kicking him all over the park the other day. And he just kept laughing and getting up and carrying on. And he scored that beauty as well, didn't he? I like him a lot. And he's in the team for control of the ball for me. Yep, I, I think he's very good at that. Couldn't fit him into my team, but wouldn't be disappointed if he was if he was one of the three of mine. No, I, I think, as you say, I think on the previous pod, you, you talked about his ball-carrying skills. He's very good at that as well. You know, can beat a man on the turn and dribble before he, he passes as well, which is good. Not many people are very good at doing both. Lundstrom, Sheffield United, he is their most reliably good passer in midfield. And every time I've seen him play, and I've seen him play a few times this year now, he's probably the most standout one in a team of functionality. Mm. So although he's kind of works his backside off in midfield, he's also a goal threat. So he's top 40 in expected goals. He's got three goals so far. A little bit of creativity. Top 80 for it expected assists would you but, would you have him as a box to box player with that oh i haven't gone as much on the tactics for my team as you have in a six i suppose okay kovacic controlling it and then i've obviously i've got grealish now grealish is another player that i used to hate when he first came on the scene <laughs> and he's, he's definitely also, not a, he's definitely not a ball player and he's <laughs> he's got one of them faces that you want to absolutely fill in as well isn't he Oh, you sounded like a Birmingham City fan now. But he just is, though, and he? he just you see him with his with his floppy curtains and his fake tan and his teeth, and you just want and, the, to... and the highlights as well. Don't you? <laughs> you, you want to put your fist in his gob. But having said that, he's really good on expected passing models. He is sixth in expected assists this season. He's top thirty in expected goals. And he's playing for a team that's really, really struggling. And every time you watch him, it's him as the standout figure. And it's not just because of how he looks. He's pretty good on the ball. Terrible off it, probably. But he's really standing out on the numbers this year. 
I read a stat he's the most felt player in the Prem. Is he? Well, again, it's probably because people want to kick him. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, and he, he, he does does like to dribble as well, so that's going to be more akin to that. I only saw the stat because of Spurs kicking all all, all kinds of stuff out of uh, Triori. And they said he's the second highest. I was like, oh, he's higher then. <laughs> it turns out it was Greenish. So. Okay. Well, I'd, I've gone against all my prejudices and I've picked him, Richie. So I'm getting better, but I really did enjoy his penalty misses. <laughs> this, this yeah. Because <laughs> the way he was just strolling up to it and his stupid run up. Yeah, I really enjoyed his miss, but hey. So that's my midfield three. It's just stop me there. Assuming Villa go down. Yeah. Big ifs, we know. Who who snaps him up? He's not going to go down with Villa again, is he? He's going to have to say, thanks, but I, I need to move on. Would you have him at your gaff? Yep. Instead yeah. of? Um, you've already got four of him. Lanzini. Really? You think he's better than Lanzini? Lanzini's not pulling up any trees. Because of my prejudices, I wouldn't want Everton to have a go at him and I don't is he good enough for any of the big teams as a regular who including the big teams well standard there's only two alright so I don't think he'd get in any of them teams (laughs) so we're looking at fourth to sixth sorry third to sixth Arsenal's Chelsea's United's Spurs' Spurs yes yes okay yeah, oh, that's a good question, actually, because naturally I would gravitate away from someone like him, but can't argue with them numbers, mate. It's good. It's, it's, I think this whole process of you, you know, started out a bit of a hobby and labour of love and a little bit more and whatever, you, it's, it definitely changed your um, your attitude to, to players and, and the way the game's played. It makes you look at things in a definitely different way than the would ten years ago. <laughs> it does, but I still wouldn't buy him for Everton, so not change that much. Forward three, who did you go for? I've gone with uh, central player and two wide, Mane, Rashford and Abraham. Mane, I just think, has been brilliant. You could pick him on that pass to Origi against Everton on his own. <laughs> was just, I didn't know he had that in his locker. And he just he just popped up every now and did something, did something brilliant. And he to was be, like... To be fair, Origi did bring it down on a sixpence though, didn't he? When he went around the goalkeeper. I mean, it's it, a different it, it, one then. Are we talking about yeah. a different one? Yeah, he just he just controlled it. He, he, the pass was that good that the keeper didn't know he could make it. The defender didn't know he could make it. I knew the keeper oh, could oh. make it because I was screaming at Pickford to get out. They all they all got there. Yeah, they couldn't get there. And and Regan was done. He's gone to control it. We're still getting around to keeping it rolls in the empty net. The pass has made it all. But he has been been un- unplayable at times. A really important cog in in, in the Liverpool machine. Obviously, their their front three do work really well, and people are getting game time now, and it's they're they're rotating around quite well when one or one of them isn't playing. But I, I think Mane's just as important as Salah, and just as important as Firmino. He, he's he's just taking defenders away, and and just making them do things they don't want to do. The numbers pretty much back you up, Richie. So he's 18th in expected goals, he's fourth in expected assists. One of the best forwards on expected passing model. And he's part of a brilliant pressing system, Richie. This fella has got it all. Yeah. He, he was joint top goal scorer last year, wasn't he? I mean, it's just like nothing's made of it. Good one. I can't remember, to be honest with you. I'm not but, sure. And there's no, there's no pens in there. No. Well, I've yeah. taken ball pens out for all these numbers and yeah, direct course, free no, kicks. But, you know, you know, what I'm saying is that, you know, it's he's got nothing to, to massage his numbers into a better position. It's just 
you know, and he's probably playing along someone, alongside someone that they said was was absolutely amazing this season two before, and last year was a great down to earth, but still decent. Yeah, I think it's quite greedy and, and doesn't pass to Marnie when he's in a better better opportunity at times, and he's still still notching and still assisting. And you know, he had, he had his little spell. I think it was last year, wasn't it? I don't know if it was this year or last year. It was quite fun, but <laughs> uh, but I think it's, it's, it's been brilliant. I think it's rare that um, you know someone's come from a, a club like Southampton to Liverpool. Obviously, had talent. And I think the bigger club has, has took him to another level. You thought that was as high as he's going to go when he gets to Liverpool, but I think he's took him up another level. Yeah, def- definitely. I mean, he was. I think when he was at Southampton that last year, I said on Twitter that he was my favourite player in the league at that time. But he's just gone from strength to strength, hasn't he? Indeed. Good Indeed. coaching, mate, isn't it? Yes, uh, it, it's massive. It is massive. On on the other wing, on the other side, uh, Rashford. And I'd be happy for them to choose which way they wanted to play and swap. That wouldn't bother me. I think you get more out of, a, out of Rashford playing wide, where he can pick up the ball and either between the lines or you know, that's defence and midfield or at the width between the full-backs and the, and the centre-half. So he can pick the ball up there, turn and run at you and hurt you. He can pick the ball wide, get you isolated and hurt you. If he plays nine, I think he's back to goal. You don't get enough out of him. He... he can't do what Abraham can do when he plays nine. Abraham can bring the defence in, or Abraham can go in behind. He can he can do both, and he does do both regularly for Chelsea, which really suits their. They're, they're a lot more vertical team now, aren't they? Yeah. The way they he brings them in, creates that space for the for the wide guys in behind him, a bit like Firmino. But then he'd also go and and hit the channel himself, so that they can play. You know, the wide guys can come suddenly tuck in, and they're playing two behind one with the space created there. Uh, you know what, Richie? I really like the way that you've the goals he's got as well. I don't know his numbers. So you still try and pick a team with a a shape. You know, it's it's sort of ingrained in you that you can't just put you know Yaya Torres on Monday Night Football. And I think he had eleven forwards. You know, even goal, it was just you know. And he said he was looking for work. And what, not for <laughs> but Chubby Chubby Brown has stepped down. Maybe he could go to us in the Middlesbrough club, like you know. But he said, yeah, I just love it attacking. Might be the after uh, Garth Crooks' job on BBC or something. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, he does come up with some fun. He's brilliant, Garth Crooks, because you know, as I said, he, whoever scores plays that week. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the results just see his team and say oh they must have scored or got a clean sheet or an assist so, so yeah Rashford definitely better out wide I think he's been consistently Man United's best player this season for me he has needed help and I think as the team press a bit harder he's going to get that and against Man City was a was a the top top notch performance you know I'm a massive City fan you know that when I, when I watch them now Guardiola and all that but I thought Rashford was brilliant that first half and I say Abraham he's, he's surprised me I watched him for Villa and I thought yeah, okay, he's all right, but um, yeah, he has impressed me. And no, he's not going to displace Kane, but if Kane's injured, I think the dynamics of the team will be fine. He'll just play how he plays for Chelsea, moving players forwards and backwards, sideways, and we know with those runs in the channels, just creating space for people, coming to feet and bringing players into the game. I think he can do all of that. Yep. I'd rather have Abraham than Kane in the England team, to be honest. He is an elite finisher, though, Kane. Yeah, I as, think we, as we've discussed. I think we had a pod on this, didn't we? We did. <laughs> In terms of the unit, I think I'd still rather have Abraham in for the reasons you've just said. In terms of numbers, Abraham, second in expected goals. So smashing it up. The stats guys have always loved a bit of Tammy right from the off, even back from Swansea when he was in the Premier League first time round. Your man, Stats Bob's a big fan. I am as well. Could probably do better in terms of laying it off for people, for chances more, but his all-round build-up play is pretty good. As you say, he allows you to play different ways. But he's still got three assists, despite not 
really often setting people up so that's good he's the worst of the three that you've picked on the passing model Mane's way out in front of that Rashford nowhere near as good as Mane and then Abraham comes in rank bottom for that out of those three Rashford is top 20 expected goals this year which is pretty good for a wide forward I'd suggest pretty good I'd say playing for Man United yeah well certainly in in, in the system I think the, the system the lower defensive line that they've got now suits him because it gives him that area to run into doesn't it if he's out wide very good carrying the ball doesn't necessarily slip people in often but when he does they're bagging the goals Richie um, so yep. he's got four assists to go with his goals as well and he's started to hit these mean free kicks now as well knuckle ball yeah that's a pretty good front three as I say I love the way that you've tactically set up because when people do this it really annoys me when they don't and I didn't know you was going to be like that so that's that is <laughs> I've kind of <laughs> I've given it as some thought I haven't picked like a front six that's ridiculous and no one's going to defend which is you know yeah well I've got the likes of Lundstram in there and Kovacic is someone who's going to hold the ball If he, I mean he's not going to tackle you to death but you know there's there's some defensive measure in, in having the ball as much as Kovacic will have it so my front three, I've chosen Sterling, Wood from Burnley, and Firmino. Just before you go into the stats, can I just say, we take Sterling for granted now. The quality of his play is so consistently good that you don't, you know, you, you just go, yeah, move on from that. Not He's not messy level, you know, you take it for granted like that, but... Why didn't you pick him then? I just think Marnie's been sensational and Rashford's been unplayable at times. For consistency at that really high level, he'd be up there. And I've just glanced at your notes here and I'm going to tell you what it's put because you, you can say these words, but <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Okay, so Sterling is one of the top players on an expected passing model. He's second in expected assists. He's fourth in expected goals. I don't He's kind of a hybrid forward that can literally do anything and I've just put best player in the league I agree I, I had a round, well, a round debate with my brother last year he still said Hazard and he was probably right I'm still laughing at the people who were calling That's him out playing for England just you know I had this in Euro 96 with McManaman you know people not understanding what he does for the team you know he said you get Stuart Pearce overlapping on the outside you watch him cut inside now and boom 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 things will happen and suddenly like everyone was cheering McManaman in the the great summer of love well I still think McManaman's probably one of if not the best export we've had in the last 20-30 years for me, no, I've picked on the stats. I would literally could have picked any Liverpool player through from front to back. You're just being contrary now, picking for me, no, out of those three. Uh, no, it's it's this is a system thing. So he's a massively important part of that way that they play the press when they haven't got it, and when they have got it, he's playing. It's just playing a role that no one else seems to be able to do, and he can do the whole lot. If you put Salah doing that role or Mane doing that role, I don't think they could do it. He's got the timing, he's got the smarts, physically able to come deep and then burst ahead and, you know, not lose. I'll just stop it now. Lose in goal. case Lord Riley's listening, he's got the smarts. He's got the smarts. If Lord Riley's listening, can you explain what, what does that mean? It just means you're clever, doesn't it? Oh, okay, right. I'm 47, mate, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, the other two are absolutely brilliant. 
they're brilliant more specifically than this guy is. So this is eyes rather than stats? It's both, because while eyes, great, he's part of the best press in the league from the front. He's ninth in expected goals, 24th in expected assists while still doing all these things. He doesn't come up that great on expected passing model, but again, he's he's coming deep, he's going forward, he's going left, yep. he's going right. He's He's got more of a all-round role than everybody else's, and do, he just never do, stops. Do you think he's... I, I don't think in his elite... He is an elite finisher, an elite finisher. Do you think that's because he put so much into his other parts of his game, in, in particular the press? No, I just don't think he's naturally. I mean, it's, it's essentially it's, when you look at it on paper, he's lining up as a number nine, but he's never looked like a centre forward in his life. But he's still doing the role and still doing it well, as everything yeah. else. So I don't think it's naturally. If you look at if. If you look at a street footballer from Brazil and you're looking at someone like Neymar, you'd think he'd score one bazillion goals all through his life. I don't think Firmino is that kind of out-and-out forward, if you like, is he? He's just more of an all-round, very, very, very good player. He's not an out-and-out forward. He can do everything. So he's there, and it's not just to be contrary. And the last one, Wood going through the middle as my big centre-forward. So Wood is fifth in expected goals this season. Where's um where's Barnes compared to him? Behind him. Let's have a look. Because I'd have Barnes over him all day long. Yes, I kind of would, but I went for Wood in my forward line because... How many Woods are you going to get in this sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Can't see the wood wood. for the trees. I went for Woody Wood 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 over Barnes because hey, Barnes is 15th in expected goals. Chrissy is 5th. So I went for him because of that, one. Two, because he's way more mobile and quick than Barnes is, which would suit that forward line better than just yeah. an out-and-out battering ram that Barnes is. And just every time Barnes, I see him, he just looks like... and Barnes looks like a menace every time you see him, but Woods just, look, just looks like someone who, if he gets his timing right, you ain't never going to stop him. I mean, he's not technically brilliant at anything, but he's just... He's just a threat every time I've seen him play, right from when he was at Leicester several years ago. Yeah. Um, he, he's another player that surprised me. I thought he'd be the archetypal Northerner, grew up and played for Huddersfield Youth or something like that. It's from New Zealand, um, Richie. I, I, I yeah, it must be the North Island then. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Wood, yeah, I mean, just battering rum. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a shock to me when I found out he was from New Zealand. Yeah, and I, th- I think he helps in terms of, we talked about, a bit about Burnley pressing higher this year and because he's more mobile I think he's a big part of that someone his size should not be that mobile but he is and again I'm you know I'm hamstrung by other people that I can pick but his numbers are pretty good Richie yeah that's fair play I, you know he's um, been a fixture for a few years now and you know some people would be very dismissive of him and say Nick and a living and that but I'd say he he's like a in between the Prem and Div 1 type player He's absolutely playing to the best of his ability at the moment. I think we're seeing he's, he's, he's higher. You're an evil man, Richard. I know, I know. But, so, you know, there, there, there's there's careers out there for Mikel Antonio. I don't think he's a very good footballer at all. But he's strong, powerful, and he works really hard. You know, he's not a centre-forward, but how he played alongside Hell on the weekend, you'd want to pick him every week as a manager because he, he gave you gave you all what you needed. Yeah. And a funny guy with it as well. Yeah, he's brilliant whenever I've seen him on TV being interviewed. Really friendly, he, really bubbly yeah. character yeah, a lovely um, 
lovely tweet. He, he put his giant hands on his on his on his hands and he over him and said, "I don't know why these decisions keep going against me." <laughs> <laughs> so there we have our two teams. You put, put them up on Twitter, yeah? Yeah, I'll put them up on Twitter and we'll get people's feedback on them. Do some kind of poll, maybe about who people would like to put in instead. I think if they said team, they'd probably go with mine. Yeah, well, you've so had do, it easy, so though, that. haven't you? So, so do that, then. <laughs> <laughs> you've had it easy. But what I'll do is people want to ask me for other statistical people that didn't make the cart or just missed it, then I'll give you those as well. Okay, Richie? Yes, mate. Thank you very much for joining me again. I shall see you in the new year, and we'll get going again after our winter break, mate. Okay, mate. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. Have a good mate. Catch you later.